Welcome to Season 6 of the Farm Trainer Podcast, Episode 1, published on September 5th, 2023. We are part of the ConcealedCarry.com network of podcasts, and now in our sixth season. For the first episode of Season 6, we'll be talking with Chris Lyles on how he turned around his training business recently. Sit back and relax for this week's interesting episode designed to help your training business. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage. Listeners of this podcast can receive 10% off from your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula in the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water-filled units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick-release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at palmpepperspray.com. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Chris Lyles from South Carolina Gun School. Welcome, Chris, and thank you for taking your time to be on the podcast tonight. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I always enjoy doing these. They're always fun. I always have a good time with them, so it is much appreciated, man. Definitely. And uh, you and I happened to do the uh, Kevin Dixie Train and Learn event out in St. Louis this uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend, which uh, was a lot of fun, too. I got to uh, go along and practice my somersaults. So uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, hey, it was it was a good time, man. I'm just I'm glad you were okay. That was the main thing. Is I'm I'm glad you were okay because I've seen some people take some tumbles like that and it not be good. So it was really good that that you were able to bounce up and get right back into it. Football and wrestling uh, taught me a lot of stuff about how to fall. So that was good. Exactly. Yep, that's for sure. Good Those stuff. Will definitely do it. Well, Chris, uh, before we jump into the questions I have tonight for you, can you give our listeners a little bit about who you are and your and what you do in the 2A industry? So, yes. Uh, again, Chris Lyles, I own and operate South Carolina Gun School. Uh, we're located in a small little town called Easley. Uh, it's right around, if anybody's familiar with Clemson University, that's what I'm pretty much close to, about 15, 20 minutes uh, up the road. But we do permit classes. Uh, pistol, rifle, shotgun, do some vehicle stuff. Uh, I've got some seminars where I teach mindset, situational awareness. Um, also, we talk about how to handle yourself after you've had to uh, use something in self-defense, kind of how to talk with 911, how to deal with law enforcement, everything. I've worked with church groups, getting safety teams set up, uh, working with some that are safety teams that are already set up, but just letting them see how they can work together, um, creating that chain of command and everything. I am, I've done a few speaking events, uh, travel with the classes as well, too. I've gone up to Minnesota to Clayton's place and helped him with a fundraiser, taught a class up there. I've done traveled within the state here, uh, with some into Georgia, uh, around with Kevin Dixie 
And then I've also gone into North Carolina as well, too. So we do a little bit of everything, just really trying to trying to get people more comfortable and confident with their firearm. And then the seminars are also geared toward if you don't want a firearm, but you want to be able to understand, you know, what to look for as far as body language, facial expressions and how to deal and interact and de-escalate and stuff like that. You know, I don't get too much into the hand-to-hand, but we do go over some very simple techniques that will be able to get you out of a, a violent situation and help you get to safety. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's good. Good. Broad background there. And uh, that's uh, one of the things we like about our guests, so we can uh, pick your mind about topics. And uh, tonight, we're going to go along and talk about probably probably a little disappointing to begin with but you know your your business is kind of on the ropes 18 months ago and in the last 18 months you've really been able to go along and bounce back and bounce back good can you could you tell us how bad was it 18 months ago when you started to you know, do the revitalization it was it was re- it was slow you know the economy and everything had really slowed down it was it was a struggle you know there were, there were times where I kind of questioned, you know, is this something I still need to be doing? Um, but even it wasn't as bad as it was, you know, a couple of years ago, cause that's when it was real struggle. Cause I had a lot of people that were trying to get me shut down. Uh, they actually had me shut down for about three months and it was all zoning and legal bureaucratic bs that i had to deal with but made it through that and i mean honestly it was the first train and learn that kind of helped really initially start everything um was that very first train and learn because at that time i was pretty much ready to almost shut my doors just tired of dealing with everything my father it had been a year since he had passed away so i was kind of in a little bit of a low point but i met kevin train and learn really turn things around, put a fire in my rear end. And then, you know, everything was going good. And then of course, you know, after the pandemic was done and over, it kind of really slowed, slowed back down and just having to really kind of revamp how I was marketing. You know, I was, I started uh, with my registration when people would register, I'd put down how I had a question on there, how you found out about it. And I started using that to really see, where a lot of people were finding me because they're for a while it was Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then Google. And now I've seen it kind of totally flip flop to where it's Google, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. So I started doing a little bit more with Google as far as advertising there, since that's where a lot of the registrations were showing that things were coming from. And then really started pushing the social media stuff because that was still I was still trying to figure things out when I took this over as far as how to use the social media stuff that was new to me. So again, a lot of stuff I picked up from train and learn to help me better utilize Instagram and Facebook and YouTube as well, too. Yeah. You said that, uh, S word, which, uh, all of us in the two, a community knows it can be very difficult to navigate social media and it's, that's where it gets, gets tough. You know, the wrong, wrong picture on Facebook and you get in Facebook jail, the wrong video, or they change the standards on a video. And all of a sudden you can have, have a bunch of uh, videos flagged on, on YouTube, Instagram, similar type of thing. 
how did you go along and navigate those uh shifting sands when it comes to social media to where you know one day work one day you can do this next day they don't like it or you know even how how do you how did you you know take care of those when you when you get the get flagged saying something's not not correct some of those i ran into especially when i was doing ads you know they would reject the ad because it was related to firearms but i'd already had a bunch of other ads that had been approved before that so using those as an example to when I would dispute this stuff, it was able to get put back up there. And then also utilizing people I had met through the industry, whether it be SHOT Show or even Train and Learn, and especially ones that were deeper into the social media stuff than what I was, being able to reach out to them as a resource. Um, KD's definitely helped me with that. Ken Scott's helped me with it. Rob Pincus. Has helped me with it. Uh, do you remember Jay that was working one of the cameras at Train and Learn this year? Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's been a very big help with the social media stuff and also editing the videos and stuff like that. He has been a huge, huge resource. So that's why I tell people if you think these events aren't there, they're not there just for you to go and look at what's cool and what's new. I mean, that is a great thing, but they are really there for you to go and network and be able to have resources that you can reach out to. And that's definitely been a huge, huge benefit right there. Cause yes, mm-hmm. the, the social media has, has it's, it's been a struggle, but within the last year, I've really kind of started picking up what I need to post when I need to post, you know, how often I need to post. Just like with with YouTube, you know, I was just doing like one video a week and everybody was like, no, you need to be doing at least two to three videos a week. So having to sit down and kind of revamp my schedule. So I allot time to be able to film the videos, edit the videos, do marketing, set up classes, teach classes and things like that. So I definitely see what Amari's talking about now where he was talking about having an assistant. But I'm just right now, all the funds just aren't there where I can pay somebody. So just kind of have to deal with it and ride the wave as it comes. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you'll, um, you'll continue to grow and you'll be able to hire that, you know, high school, uh, you know, whiz kid or, you know, so, a college intern, something else like that, that could help um, with the marketing. Well, the two, the other thing is my brother, he's, gotten more into it you know he was there with me at train and learn uh this year and he was there with me last year and and seeing where he's come from to where he's at now so we've been talking and stuff so he's we're going to be doing the uscca uh pistol instructor certification with kevin in july or august i think july and i'm going to bring him on as another instructor because that way we can kind of start doubling up and being able to offer a little bit more instead of it just being me you mm-hmm. know now if i've got somebody that wants a travel class but the same day i've got a permit class now i can let my brother teach the permit class while i do and do the travel class or vice versa whatever we've got going on so mm-hmm. i think that's going to be a big benefit right there yeah plus it opens up the door to all the additional courses that the uscca has that you can you can learn he can learn and then you can offer you know first aid countering mass shooter threat um the women's uh handgun self-defense course uh even the children's course and the their ar-15 course there's uh they're getting quite a good catalog 
of uh, quality courses out there. Yes, they they've got a great catalog. You know, that's yeah. I've been wanting to switch from because I started out with the NRA instructor certification because when I got into it, you know, they didn't really tell me that it was. We just had to have any nationally recognized pistol certification, instructor certification. You know, everybody was pretty much like it's got to be NRA. So nothing and nothing against the NRA. I just I think the USCCA's curriculum is a little more up to date, a little bit more realistic when it comes to real life situations. I think NRA stuff is to me a little bit more kind of competition style. It's still teaching you how to shoot the gun and all the fundamentals and stuff, but USCCA has a little bit more realistic to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the course is built from the ground up as a concealed carry course versus being a competition bullseye course that the nra is you know very good good materials but at the same time it doesn't quite go into the depth that you need for you know a concealed carry permit course for because you really do need to know what to tell the police after a violent encounter you really need to realize what you're going to feel like and go through after a violent encounter so it's um you know important those those types of things to get your students that that information so i understand Completely, I do. I went the same same route when it comes to NRA and then USCCA. Yeah, it's uh, it goes back to what you know. You hear a lot of people say is more people talk themselves into jail than they do out of jail. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot more mindset to it than what people think. Definitely, definitely. What did you? Uh, what have you done as far as when it comes to uh, partnerships and things like that? Uh, with uh, you know, as you've grown over the last couple of years, so we've got the big one is the real big one is this one that Clayton and I are doing in August. We're going to be doing a combined medical and handgun class down at KD's place, the Greenwood Project. So it'll be exciting to finally get in there and see what all he's done and everything. Mm-hmm. And, well, we've done, I've also, last year I went and helped him with a fundraiser up in Minnesota. We were raising money for um, someone that had cancer, you know, medical bills that can build up and everything. So we did a, a kind of mixture. He had someone come in and teach some skeet and clay stuff. I taught handgun. Uh, we did a silent auction and all kind of great stuff to help raise money there. And then being able to come in and work with affiliates like Kevin Dixie. Um, he's brought me on as an affiliate for no other choice. Um, then I worked with core essential to become an affiliate with them. Uh, Cause they're uh, to me, their, their belts are some of the best on the market. And that was, that was really something that just kind of, it didn't start out as being where I was looking for an affiliate ship or anything like that. I was just kind of joking around in one of the videos I did. I reviewed their EDC belt. It's just kind of like, hey, you send me another belt. I'll be glad to test it out and do a review. And then three days later, I get a letter, uh, an email from the CEO asking me for my address. He sends me a belt, test it out. Then later that year, they were looking at releasing their battle belt. And I wanted to kind of get my hands on a little bit and went out to SHOT Show. And that was one of my big goals going out to SHOT Show was to go and actually meet face-to-face because everything we had done had been through emails and phone calls. So actually being able to meet him face-to-face and sit down and 
talk business business and everything and work out an affiliate program and you know maybe it'll grow into a sponsorship and we'll just see what happens mm-hmm. yep every uh large oak tree begins with a small acorn that so is very true man you start you start out and you you know care for the, the relationship you make sure that it's a win-win type of thing and you never know where where things might might go to you know it might be a small well, oak it might be a very tall oak and the other thing is is i train and learn really helps me be able to understand how to talk to these companies that's another great thing about you know going to train and learn is you're able to learn how to talk to these companies and you know what to say what not to say and you know, don't be that person of just going in there and hey, I want a free belt. Hey, I want free this or free that. Understanding how you need to talk to them, how you need to position yourself, and really how you need to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, back in uh, season five, episode nineteen, we had Patrick Collins on, and he talked about the recap of it. And those are some of the things that were really. Really a good takeaways, I think, even for me. And I think the other thing that uh, really struck a, struck home when Kevin Dixie started talking about who the VIPs are. Um, you know, we think about, you know, Kevin Dixie or like a Tony Simon, you know, big names that we know in the industry. Rob Pincus are quote unquote VIPs, but he actually, you know, Kevin or KD turned things around to where the VIPs really are, are the people that are listening the people that are watching our videos because they're the ones that we're making all this stuff for. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows Rob Pincus is and Jerry Mitchell is those not say nobody knows who they are, but the people that are really watching and really have the ability to, um, help us grow. Those are the people that are the truck drivers. They're the food service workers. They're people that are, you know, working every day and they are listening, you know, or watching, you know, on the brakes or uh, as we're driving to and from work, those types of things. And that's where we need to make sure we're targeting what we're doing, not for, you know, not to go along, emulate somebody who's super big, but somebody, but do our audience that we're attracting. And that's, that was a really big takeaway that I took away from it. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was the first time he had done something like that. We hadn't had something like that in the previous training learns. And yeah, like you said, that's, who really our VIPs are the ones that are sitting there scrolling through YouTube, searching YouTube for, you know, how do I draw my gun or what kind of holster to get, or, you know, what's the best gun to, for EDC, what's the best gun to learn to fight with. And yeah, that was, that was just an awesome, awesome thing he did right there. And that's one thing that, that has continued to impress me with, what he does with train and learn is every single year it is better and it's you've always got different speakers different instructors it's not the same material over and over again so he has done an excellent job with that yes those vips this year were top notch i agree and uh for the price you couldn't beat it i mean i paid for my hotel my guests get out there and the train and learn he took care of the meals. He took care of all that kind of stuff. Well, breakfast was taken care of by the uh, hotel that, that I booked, but um, it was very economical when you think about what you could have spent if you had to go out to dinner after a full day or had to go out and buy lunch, uh, you know, take a break, do, doing those kind of things. So, yeah, Katie's got a winner there, and 
2024 will be in Atlanta. So it'll be closer to you, probably about the same distance for me, uh, drive driving there. And I'm hoping Bill make it again. And I'd honestly would encourage everybody listening to check out train to learn 2024, because, uh, if you haven't gotten the point yet, I really enjoyed myself. This is probably the fourth or fifth podcast where I've talked about what we've learned at the train to learn and the VIP was a really big takeaway for me. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend train to learn learned a lot. If, if you're in this industry and I like what he used, it's not the second amendment industry, but the freedom industry. If you're in the freedom industry, this is the event to me out of all events that should be number one on the list because of the cost of what you're getting out of it. Cause to, to me, Friday, you ate and every one of them, by the time I'm done Friday evening, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm good. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's, there's so much more outside. You're learning marketing and how to use social media and how to talk to businesses to work affiliates and sponsorships and how to become a better instructor and being able to see how other people teach and stuff. And it, it's, if you're in this industry or wanting to get into this industry, that is the event to be at. Uh, the downside with next year, is there's a big chance, or well, I shouldn't say a big chance, a slight chance I might not be able to make it because my daughter graduates next year and graduation usually falls on that weekend. But they're changing the school year around, so there's I'm hoping that it's going to be a week before. We're just going to have to kind of wait until beginning of the next year in August when they start back and see how all that plays out. I'm hoping if anything, I can at least get down there maybe Saturday or Sunday and catch some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I d- definitely uh, would would agree with that. And here's one of the big pluses that I don't think uh, we've talked about yet about the train to learn event is there's a whole lot of like-minded individuals that are going there trying to find out how to be the best influencer, the best instructor, the best, um, you know, spokesperson for different companies. And it's great. I mentioned yourself, uh, Chris, as well as a whole lot of other people. And that's one of those things that's really great when you're able to expand your reach and find people that are just like you, just in different part of the country that you can bounce ideas off of, or in your case, you know, Hey, what did you do? you know, in order to build things back because, you know, there is no magic pill to say, poof, you know, tomorrow you're a super success, but can you go along and take, you know, small bites at this and build your social media uh, following. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you look back and it's like, wow, I've got how many followers? Great event. Definitely. It's, it's a lot that has grown from what I've learned, implementing what I've learned at those events. And I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, that I wouldn't be able to have People like Rob Pincus come into my place and teach a class or Ken Scott or Kevin Dixie or, you know, he hasn't been the one, but Chris Moyer, I've had him come in and teach. Uh, Instructor Z's came out and taught at my place. So that's all because of stuff I've learned at Train and Learn and people I've met at Train and Learn. And, you know, Clayton and I are always in contact with each other, bouncing ideas. Um, Pivotal Defense is his place. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other. You know, KD's always reaching out to me, checking on me and stuff. You know, I'll reach out to him with questions, reach out to Kim Scott with questions and stuff. So just the the networking that you're able to do. So you 
you've got resources to reach out to instead of sitting here trying to bang your head against the wall and figure things out. You've got people you can reach out to. And now, you know, I've even talked with Amari some since then and some of the marketing stuff that he's been sending out with those confidential briefings and questions I've had around him and being able to talk with him and everything. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Mario was a great one to see in person Had him on the podcast, uh, probably two years ago, but again, you see people video camera zoom, and then you talk to them, but you don't really spend a whole lot of time. I got to spend three days, three days with Amari, And that was, uh, that was good time. Had some good conversations. Yes. Some great conversations with him. It seemed like everywhere he was, there was always a great conversation going on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, hey, Chris. Since you are episode one of season six, you're going to get the first question for season six for our guests. And it's a deep one, but what do you want people to remember you for after you pass away? You know, sometimes answering something like this, you almost sound conceited, but I mean, just, I just want to be remembered as, honestly just being a good person a good person and a a good teacher i don't really want to say an instructor because sometimes i feel that not demeans it but just makes it sound too technical because i think i think teaching or coaching sounds a little better you know because everybody i mean i know what i look like it's just funny when people come in everybody's like we get done with the, whatever class it might be. And so, you know, some of the people are like, Oh, you're nothing like I thought you would be. And I'm like, what'd you think I was going to be? <laughs> but I, I, that's, I'm not going to say, you know, my younger days, I was hot headed and stuff. You know, I was quick to act. I've definitely learned a lot as I've gotten older and then having a family and kids and stuff. It makes you think twice about some of the stuff that you wouldn't think twice about when you were younger. But that's, I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, I want people to remember it as a good person. Now, is everybody going to remember me as a good person? Probably not, but I try to do my best. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a good one because, uh, if you're a good person, people remember a lot about you. So. Yeah. I don't want, you know, some people might, you know, I want to be remembered. I don't, not necessarily a good shooter, but just a, just a good person all around. I want to be able to just help people feel comfortable and confident with being able to to defend themselves, not just use a gun, but just have the confidence and the knowledge to make sure you're making the right decision when that self-defense situation happens. Mm -hmm. And some people that's getting them to understand that just avoiding the situation sometimes is the best decision to make. You know, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I didn't get into this because I want you to be a vigilante. I got into this because I want you to make the right decision, whether it be, all right, I need to just walk away or, all right, it's time for me to pull my gun out and handle business. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, that's good. Well, Chris, where can people find more out about the teachers or the classes you're teaching and the places where you're going to be at? So scgunschool.com is my website. Uh, that has my calendar, um, any special events that I'm doing, whether I'm, traveling or doing partner events i've got that on my website as well it's also in my calendar 
Uh, I've got all my class descriptions there so people can go in and see what each class is and what we're going to be learning. Um, I also have a frequently asked questions page. Uh, I've got a page that talks about laws, uh, reciprocity and stuff like that. So you can find a lot of information right there on my website. Um, of course, my YouTube page, I've got uh, that South Carolina Gun School, or you can search at Tactical Santa. Uh, that's kind of the nickname that I've picked up in the industry. Uh, tactical is spelled with K's, not C's, because I had to be the oddball and wanted to be different, stand out. So I figured I'd throw some K's in there. Mm-hmm. But I've got instructional videos around slings and draw strokes and gear reviews, gun reviews, legal stuff, reciprocity. And that's really what I was trying to build that YouTube page around is education and make sure people understand what they can and can't do where they can and can't go and stuff. Um, Instagram, Twitter is at tactical Santa. Uh, Facebook is SC gun school. And uh, I'll be honest, I do a little bit more with Instagram, Twitter, and you, or Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm just now starting to actually use Twitter a little bit more than for what it's used for. A lot of it was just tagging stuff from Instagram, but I'm trying to separate all that stuff so everybody gets something a little different from each platform. That's good. I'll include links to those. Uh in the show notes and then people can go along and uh, visit them and check out what you're doing. So thank you. Really appreciate your time tonight, Chris. Um, wish you good luck as uh, we all try to expand our business and figure out how we work in, in the social media realm of things and also helping our students uh, be the best students they can make the best decisions for, uh, for themselves. So thank you for your time. Thank you, man. Again, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. You know, I really enjoyed it. No problem. Have a good one. You too, man. That's a wrap for the first episode of season six. Amazing how fast time flies. Hope you found the information Chris shared to be helpful in your training business. Because of our listeners, this podcast is ranked in the top 2% worldwide. To help us get more exposure, don't forget to give us a review on your favorite podcast app. This helps other instructors find us and take advantage of our content. If you're searching for information to help your business, don't forget to use our website and search all the episodes there. Just go to www.farmtrainerpodcast.com and search in the upper right-hand corner. If you have questions or suggestions for me, you can reach me from the website by entering comments, or by email at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Remember all the work you've gone into building your business, getting certified. Make sure you got the best coverage around with the FTA. And remember, as a listener of our podcast, you can get 10% off by using promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, And most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.